Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on by selling hot dogs. Today is April 21st, and I'm feeling well-rested, I guess. This is episode number 38, and I am feeling pretty calm. Today, we have another special guest with us. Uh, I'm sure most of you are already familiar with uh, with her work. Um, if not, if you are not following Val Geisler and getting all of your email marketing advice from her, you need to start right now. Val is here to talk about email marketing in the midst of a pandemic. Val, thank you so much for joining us on Slow and Steady. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I am huge fans of both of your work and um, I hope to shed some light on email marketing in a pandemic. Um, this is my first one. So yeah, well, yes, we're, we're all on those same waters. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good to have you here to talk. We were saying just before we hit record how sad we are because we were supposed to be meeting in person <laughs> and uh, hanging out at, uh, at microconf at this yeah. very hour so yeah it's a it's a bittersweet week like um i uh, originally the plan was that i was going to have to leave microconf early because it's my daughter's birthday on friday okay. and um so i was going to leave early i was going to come in and speak and then leave and um and fly home and be home for her birthday mm-hmm. and uh and so now i get to be home with her so um <laughs> so that's good yeah uh, all week long, um, but How, I am missing my friends at MicroConf. Yeah, for sure. How old's your daughter turning? She's turning six. Six. Okay. Yeah. So we're doing a Zoom birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. We my my middle kiddo turns uh, turned ten back you know, 17 years ago on March 18th. Um, <laughs> uh, it, f- it feels like forever ago. Yes. She, she turned 10. She was supposed to be going to New York City. Uh, and so we just, we converted the 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 kitchen into New York City as best we could. Oh my and gosh. Set up a walking tour on a big screen TV in there for, you know, walk, walking around Manhattan and put all these things up. Tried to make it, tried to make it special, but man, it's such, such a weird time. Yeah, that's really sweet. And I think it's just like the flexibility that everyone's having and the um, kind of creativity around how to change things um, is it's just a testament to to our humanity. And I think that that's, um, you know, from an email perspective, like that's one thing I'm really loving seeing is Hmm. the humanity um, coming into into all all businesses. Um, there's certainly some that seem to just like keep going with everything as planned. And um, it's almost like I'm getting, I'm definitely getting emails from some brands where I'm like, do you know what's happening? Um, yes. <laughs> where it just feels like, like, and we don't need to acknowledge it nonstop. Like I, and I mean, even when I think about like with my kids, we don't talk every day about the virus or the closed playgrounds or whatever. Um, but we, we talk about it sometimes and we talk about it when it's relevant and, um, and then we create new ways to, to engage with our friends, with our family, um, new ways to have birthday parties. I know people are doing like birthday parades where cars drive by and everybody waves. And so, you know, there's different, um, there's different ways to engage with each other and that trickles down into business too. Yeah. Well, those are, you're you're hitting exactly on the themes that that we'd love to talk to you about 
um, today. Yeah. Um, because that's that's what's on folks' minds. What's on uh, you know, bootstrappers' minds. Uh, what do I do? How do I respond mm-hmm. to this? So, can you just kind of start off by talking a bit of you know, a bit at a high level? What are the trends that you're seeing um, in terms of uh, consumption or open rates, uh, things like that? I yeah. find myself not opening anything yeah. um, and not listening to podcasts, even the ones that I love. I just, I feel like I have just, uh, you know, quadrupled my filter for things that I, that I receive. So I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm curious, do you see those behaviors playing out? So, trends? yeah, so there's, um, there's a lot of trends being gathered on the e-commerce side of things um, okay. because this is uh, a major time for e-commerce. Um, yesterday, e-commerce did more money than last year's Black Friday or Cyber Monday weekend, Cyber Monday that weekend. Um, so just that day. So yesterday they did as much money or more as Cyber Monday last year and December 16th, which is typically the last day for shipping before Christmas. So those are two really big days for e-commerce. And then um, to do more than that in the middle of a pandemic is um, pretty telling. So um, there's a lot of trends being tracked for e-commerce. There are brands that haven't done um, historically very well and have had really hard time selling um, to, that are sold out. And I don't know if you've ever tried to buy a, a dumbbell in the last month or so, um, <laughs> but they're like, I don't know, $10 a pound now um, when normally they sell for like a dollar a pound. Um, so, so there's a lot of trends being gathered on the e-commerce side. On the SaaS side of things, um, can, can I can I yeah, pause you for just a quick second on the e-commerce thing? Yeah. I mean, is that is that strictly a function of well, it's because we are all doing all of our shopping online. Is it as it simple is. as that? Okay, all right. It is. Go it's ahead. as simple right. as that. Um, okay. We're all turning online for everything, and one thing shipped to us, and okay. Um, and then, uh, and a lot of things on e-commerce can be subscription, and so subscription is becoming um, incredibly important. So. Mm. Um, you know, you know that you're going to get your vitamins or um, even your toilet paper, like there definitely are subscriptions for a lot of different things. And, um, and whether it's through Amazon or through an independent ETC brand, um, their subscription has uh, gone up. Um, ButcherBox is an example. Uh, They are, um, a meat subscription box. They've never been sold out, not that I know of. They're completely sold out now. They aren't taking any new subscriptions. Wow. Um, so that's huge, right? Okay. Like yeah. it's massive. Yeah. Um, on the SaaS side of things, though, there aren't as many metrics, uh, at least being kind of aggregated and tracked. Um, I think that there, there are definitely two different types of people uh, as far as consumption goes. There are those that... Um, like you and I, I mean, we both have kids and full-time jobs and, um, you know, there's a lot going on for us. And so our filters are a lot higher as far as what we're able to um, get through in each day, whether it's a podcast we're listening to or um, emails we're reading. Um, I definitely know my inbox is a lot more full than it normally is. Um and like I've stopped saying thank you for your patience because we're all just <laughs> being patient with each other all the time yeah. when we're replying. Um, yeah. So there's there's that side of things. There's also a, a good number of people who 
have less work hours or no job completely. Um, they're, they don't have kids or elderly parents or other people in their homes. And so they don't have a lot of distractions and they, they kind of need to fill that space. Um, so I think that there's like, there's both sides of it, right? There are some people who want more and there are some people who want to be left alone. Um, so, and that's where I think is the biggest opportunity in email right now is knowing who on your list is who falls into which camp, right? Like um, talking to people and saying, hey, we want to support you and we want to be here for you. And if this is something you want, then, um, then you know, you can choose it. You can like click this button or um, click this link and we'll, we'll keep sending you things. If you want to be left alone, if you don't do anything, we're just going to leave you alone for a little while. Um, and that's what I think is really cool is just being able to acknowledge everyone's in a different place. Um, you referenced the email I sent last week about we're all in the same water. We're just in different boats. Yep. Um, that is something that we can take into the way we interact with our customers and say, hey, I'm in a different boat than you are. And I need to know how how I can help you. Like what what kind of do you need a paddle? Do you need a sail? Do you, you know, yeah. um, do you need to be left alone to just yeah. float? So yeah. I think that's uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for for all of that. Um, and I have I have reused your metaphor many times. We are not in the same boat here. We are all on the same water. Yeah. Um, but in gosh, just dramatically different personal um, and individual contexts. So um, yeah, so one one challenge that that I feel that you you touched on there. I'd love to dig in a little bit more. I know other people are struggling with this as well. Is is the the feeling that that there are, um, that there are different audiences here? Some people who want a break from COVID everything, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, totally get it. It's always there. I know. Da 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 da. Um, and but this this other you know take of man, people who are going along as just business as usual um, are tone deaf. Yeah. You know, like those are a couple of different takes that I'm seeing. Um, are you are you advising, like, be very specific and direct about that. Send out an email or, you know, wh- whatever, uh, whatever channel you use and ask specifically, which, which of these camps are you in right now? Do you want me to be talking about how to run your business in this day and age? Or do you want to just carry on business as usual? Or do you want me to leave you alone entirely? Is, yeah, is that I, think that that's, I think that that's important. Um, I think there's a step before that, though. And, and, and I don't know if you saw the, the tweets and the memes about it, but they're in the first week or two of, uh, you know, kind of mid-March, um, there was a lot of, oh, good, another email from a company I didn't know I was opted into yes. about yes. their COVID policies. Yep. Um, a lot of that kind of stuff happening, right? Yep. And so, and we've talked a lot about this in the email community too. You need to segment out your list as far as their engagement with your brand, um, mm-hmm. whether they're, so you, especially in SaaS, we have people on our email list that are not customers. Um, we have yep. active customers, we have inactive customers. Um, even in the active group, we have a like occasionally active, we have a kind of power user. Most companies can segment out their list into those groups. Um, and creating specific messaging for each of those groups and thinking about timing around it too. I mean, obviously we're 
uh, over a month into this now. So mm-hmm. we're past that kind of influx of lots of emails going out about our COVID policies. And um, quite honestly, unless you're an in-person business, you don't need to send an email to every single email subscriber you have about your COVID policies. Um, it's great that you're keeping your team safe and um, that you are working from home and all of those things. But also we assume that now because it's the law, <laughs> like that's what we've, <laughs> we've been forced to do. So, um, so I don't, it's not necessary unless there's a potential of me walking into your business. I don't need to know what your policies are. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth talking about in context of storytelling. Um, So for those people who are interested in hearing more and feeling support and talking to you during this time, that's where you can do some storytelling about, um, you know, maybe you are, uh, your business has always been in person, your whole team has been on site, and now you're distributed. And so um, there are some interesting stories to tell about that. Um, Maybe your team has had like a, you can put a picture of a team zoom call on there where everybody's faces are, you can put that in your email, you know, um, or everybody's showing off their dog or whatever you have. Um, You know, just sharing the reality is really important, but only for those people who are interested. And again, only for those people who are pretty active, right? So um, I I think before you find out if they're interested in engaging with you right now or not, you need to know which which level of experience they kind of fall into. Mm -hmm. Do they... uh, are they active with you? Are they an email subscriber who's never um, opened an email? You know, if you never clean up your list, then you probably have a lot of people on there who, if they get an email from you about COVID, they're probably just going to, at best, at best, delete it. Yeah. At worst, unsubscribe, or I, I'd say unsubscribe is probably at best. Um, market as spam is likely what's going to happen, which is going to yeah. affect your deliverability rate overall. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really that's really good advice. Um, you know, the other the other meme that I think was floating around, and I have a, a question for you about it is um, somebody basically wrote a poem out of uh, cliches. Did you? you know, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, in these uncertain times, as you know, many people are struggling. Yeah. You know, the the number of emails that I've received that started you know, with it, with a cliche like that, mm-hmm. uh, I can't even count. Um, on the one hand, those are, those are cliche. Um, on the other, not all of us are masters of PR. And so it, it feels like, well, yeah, that is the safe way to start something or to open it up. And you don't want to step in something or, or, you know, come across in the wrong way. What, what sort of advice do you have for, avoiding those cliches Mm -hmm. or what tone of voice to strike that kind of thing um so as a brand especially for a software product who potentially your operation has a great impact on other people's operation like if amazon aws said these are very uncertain times. That starts to make me wonder about the stability of AWS, yeah. right? So if if you're, and I mean, it's probably true for most software, but especially if your software is like the foundation of another business, um, talking about uncertain times makes people think about being pretty uncertain. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are ways to embrace 
um, those who want more support during this time without talking about being uncertain, um, unprecedented, you know, all of these things that those cliches that are out there. Um, you know, there are some really cool campaigns going on where someone has spun up a, uh, a daily, like positive SMS message. Um, and you can opt into that campaign. And it's just like sending a little motivational positive message every day. Um, or, uh, you know, creating videos for, um, but, you know, and, and by sending a message of daily positivity, that's acknowledging the human struggle that's happening right now. It's acknowledging COVID. It's acknowledging the uncertain times and all of those things without outright saying that. Um, right. So thinking through what do we have at our disposal that we can provide that um, that does make a difference, that makes people feel, you know, one thing I've all, I always say is that all human beings want is to feel seen and heard. Yep. And uh, especially right now where we are, a lot of people are literally not seen or heard mm-hmm. um, by anyone. It's really important that, you know, we segment so that people feel seen as for the, the path that they're on. Sure. We ask them questions so that they feel heard by engaging. Um, and then we deliver what they asked for. And and continue to make them feel seen and heard through, um, you know, those those different campaigns that are going on. Um, there are, this is an opportunity to talk about your team, um, introduce team members to build the relationship between your brand and your customers. If you haven't done that already in an onboarding sequence or um, some kind of retention campaign, then now is a chance with, especially with those people who want more from you, now is a chance to, to say like, hey, this is Brian and he's going to tell you his story. And uh, whether it's a video or a bunch of uh, images and some text, like there's, there's a lot of ways to tell the story of different team members, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is, this is such a great opportunity to really connect on a human level. Yeah, for sure. And it, it seems, it seems especially like, um, brands who have been operating in that way for a while, um, for sure have a, a head start on that. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, this, the message that you're, you're, uh, you know, promoting right now, uh, is what we've been been saying for a long time. Like, make your business human, yeah. um, and tell tell a human story. Be personable. Mm-hmm. Don't use overly businessy language um, when it's just Brian talking to, <laughs> you know, so, some other human. Um, yeah. That's that's. Are, are there are there some specific examples that you can think of that are you know not from not from the big brands with you know tons of you know, yeah. marketing, um, you know, firepower and that sort of thing. But like, are, are there examples of smaller scale ones that you can? Yeah, you I've can definitely seen a few. I feel like I need to go in my swipe file and grab some. And and I will if you want to yeah. put some links. Totally. In we'll throw them in the show notes. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and there there have been some. I feel like the the biggest impact has been when uh, the founder, the email comes from the founder and says like, hey, we are real people. We're impacted by this too. Here's what we're doing. Here's um, here's what we're committing to you. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the book, um, I think it's called Rework, about remote work. Um, yeah. you know, yes. 
that being offered for free for anyone who who buys right. it during that time. I think there's a lot of software companies. The founder has a book or a product that they had in an info product business in the past. Um, you know, you can offer resources like that. Like, hey, if you have extra time and you want to dig through these things, we're offering them to you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've seen everything from free courses and free webinars, uh, workshops and um, free books and things like that, that people are offering. You don't have to go the giving free route. Um, you can definitely do other things, but sending a message that's really human and personal from a founder and saying, hey, we're acknowledging that like this is happening and we're also here to support you. Mm -hmm. um, I think in the case of software, one of the most important things is that everyone is really eyeing their budget right now. Um, the uncertain times have made for um, kind of buckling down on spend. Yeah. And I'm hearing this from my clients left and right, that um, churn is through the roof right now. Um, and um, and so like initial goals on a project are changing because um you know, churn has skyrocketed of late. People are saying like, I don't need this software to do this thing that I can do um, because I have extra time and I don't have extra money. Right. So I think it's really important to, um, again, do that segmenting of your list. Don't send things out to everyone, but look at the people who have indications of churn, whether that's um, one of the things that I love to set up and this is something that you can, you can track and then um, trigger emails from is like, have they visited their dashboard, like their, their kind of account dashboard um, or the billing page or something in the last 24 hours? Um, sending an email and talking to them about their account or about, mm -hmm. um, you know, offering to get on a call with them. Um, creating that connection before they leave is really important. Um, and so there are lots of different triggers and, and indicators of potential churn. I think heading to your account dashboard and, and yeah. clicking on that billing link is yeah. a pretty high indicator of churn. Um, so, you know, doing that and, and reaching out to people when they are looking like they're going to churn. And the great thing is you can keep that in place and then use it forever. Uh, yeah. and now that you have it set up. Yeah, that is really good, practical. That's really good, practical advice. Um, do you have any, do you have any suggestions, uh, for people with, you know, existing drip campaigns set up for lead magnets that's like been in place for forever has been tweaked and iterated, you know, dozens of times. Yeah. The user searched for a thing. They wanted this resource. They got it. Um, should should those emails act like COVID-19 does not exist? Um, or do you need to go back and, and think through, like, why is this person looking for this now? Or what are your thoughts on those sorts of campaigns that have been, you know, in place forever? Yeah, it depends on the lead magnet. Um, it depends on the content and knowing, does this relate to what's happening now? Uh, if the lead magnet is about uh, creating, you know, if it's about remote work, for example, mm -hmm. uh, it's quite likely that and people searching for it right now are trying to understand this new way of working that they're in. Yep. So it's worth uh, asking that question. And that's the best thing that you can do is in uh, in any lead magnet, in any way that someone's opting into your email list, if it's not directly through signing up for your product, 
And even then, the first email that you send out when you deliver that lead magnet is includes a question of what is it that you were trying to solve when you found this? You know, what what were you what's your biggest problem that's keeping you awake at night? What's bothering you the most right now? And that can even be a first email after somebody signs up to the product and engaging them and asking them to reply. They're going to reply with long form answers. You're going to get voice of customer data. You're going to understand the, the problems that your customers are facing. And those will help you improve the lead magnet, improve, improve the product, improve your onboarding so that you can speak to those problems early and often when people are coming through your system, whether it's uh, through that email opt-in or through signing up for the product. Yeah. Perfect. And, yeah. So it's really important to like understand what is my lead magnet about? If it's, um, if it's unrelated to what's going on right now, then it's probably not necessary to talk about it, but you can still ask that question. When you ask that question, they'll tell you if the biggest problem they're trying to figure out is, um, well, I bought your lead magnet about how to build online courses because I have had a brick and mortar business and uh, it's shut down. And so, and somebody said I should create a course. And so I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Uh, then that tells you, okay, this lead magnet is, uh, is valuable during this time right now. Um, all of those responses are also really great uh, ad copy and kind of that top of funnel. When, if you're running an ad or, um, putting together social media content, promoting your lead magnet or any kind of product, you use those replies to that email to create your ad copy or your social copy so that there's a real human connection. Again, it's about being human and uh, taking the real words that your customers use and repeating them back to them. Yep. Yeah, completely. Um we're just about out of time. Uh, Benedict, anything that I uh, didn't cover that you want to touch on here? Um, basically, just one question. You touched on this a little bit. Uh, is there anything that people shouldn't do at all right now? <laughs> like, is there something, some, some traps to avoid? <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't send your customers into a panic that they weren't in already. Um, so I think there, that is a trap that a lot of brands have fallen into is talking about these uncertain times and uh, using, uh, you know, kind of fear in their copy or in their messaging. And uh, if you are, if you're writing messaging from a place of fear, your customers are going to feel that and, and if get, be impacted by it. If you're writing messages from a place of, we want to help and support you and we're, we're only going to grow if you grow, uh, then that's what they feel. Mm -hmm. And they feel supported. So I think just making sure that um, the headspace that you're in when you sit down to write those emails or uh, create that ad copy, it's really important that you're in a positive place where you're feeling like I'm doing this to support the community that has supported me for so long. Um, think about the, you know, whether it's 200 or 2000 or 20,000 customers those people are giving you money every month and supporting you and paying your bills. And so how can you support them right now to help them feel like they matter more than just uh, that billing page in their account profile? Sure. Yeah. Well, Val, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us for a little bit here. Um, how should people, if they're not already following you, how should they find and follow you online? 
Yeah. So you can find our websites, fixmychurn.com. Um, there are tons of resources on there for you on the blog. And uh, there's a guide to transactional emails that's on the website right now that could be a really fun project to dig into if you find yourself with like, hey, we've got some time and um, we need to dig into some of our operational stuff. Transactional emails are a great place to build these relationships. Um, so check that out. And then you can also find me on Twitter anytime at lovevalgeisler. Perfect. Val, thanks so much. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me.